Welcome to the What Matters Most podcast, presented by First United Bank and Trust. That's my bank. Visit us today at mybank.com. Hello and welcome to What Matters Most, a podcast all about finances, community, savings, and security for you, your family, and your business. This podcast is brought to you by the helpful folks at my bank, First United Bank and Trust. I'm your host, Eric Nutter, and in today's episode, What Matters Most is our monthly economic discussion. And for this discussion, I am thankful to be joined again remotely today with Sean McCreary, Wealth Investment Officer in the Wealth Department at First United. Good morning, Sean. How's it going? Good, Eric. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Appreciate you coming back. I think you are probably one of our most uh, frequent guests. It's, it's somewhere between you, Megan, and <laughs> you and Megan, and I guess, or Brad. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, so, uh, yeah, I appreciate you coming on and talking about our economic market review. As we always do, we uh, hit the positives, hit the negatives, and and get into the, the uh, kind of summary for the day. So you want to kick us off? Tell us about the positives in the market right now. Sure. Yeah. No, it's definitely definitely been an, an interesting year, but it, uh, though there's some cases are uh, virus cases are kind of upticking right now. There's there's definitely a lot of positives in the economy. Uh, most recently, uh, we've kind of looking at the uh, jobs market. Uh, the U.S. did regain 245,000 new jobs in November. Unemployment rate declined again uh, to 6.7 percent. That actually is the lowest of uh, lowest level of the pandemic uh, since the pandemic began, really. And uh, we've actually recovered 12.3 million, or about 56 percent of the 22 million jobs lost uh, early in the pandemic. So, continuing to see. To, to see good things in the job market, though, it has definitely slowed. Uh, the recovery of, of the job market has definitely slowed over the past few months. So we'll see, especially with this this uptick in virus cases, um, if we can continue that growth or if we might, might stall out for a few months until uh, vaccines can be re- readily distributed. For the uh, next uh, place we look at, we look at the Institute of Supply Management, their manufacturing and service indices. Um, both of these actually maintained expansion territory in the month of November, and they're both still reporting exceptional growth levels, uh, which basically means uh, they they actually have, these are diffusion index. So if it's above fifty, it means they're uh, they the that area is growing. If it's below fifty, it's um, it's contracting. If it's ab- above that fifty five percent level, that actually means exceptional growth. And so both of those uh, manufacturing and service side of the economy are are showing exceptional. Growth. They did. They did fall a little bit uh, back from October. Um, manufacturing fifty seven point five percent in November, um, and in the service index at fifty five point nine from fifty six point six in October. So, and a lot of the numbers we look at, such as new orders production, uh, backlog orders, new export orders, and both of those are, are showing positive uh, numbers. And many of those numbers are actually. In that the above fifty five percent camp showing exceptional growth. What will be interesting, I think, I think we're seeing more uh, positive commentary from the managers that are interviewed for these uh, uh, <laughs> these surveys uh, in the manufacturing index. Um, and in more uh, comments about COVID um, and, and and struggles and uh, it, with their with their businesses on the service side. So. Uh, It'll be interesting how those uh, those things, those comments continue uh, over these next few months as, as we continue to see virus cases rise. 
but good good thing good things to see uh there especially in the manufacturing index and we've seen some better demand than i think was expected so i think uh kind of uh the inventory building that actually can help really help gdp uh we we think was is is beginning to take place because i think there's better demand than many of these companies were expecting so that's good things to to help growth down the line the next item we look at is is kind of gdp um so it's been it's definitely been interesting over these last few weeks so one of the items we look at here is the atlanta fed uh federal reserve bank has uh what they call their gdp now estimate uh and and most recently it it took a big uptick um the in mid-november the estimate was closer to a consensus at 5.6 percent which is is still where a lot of our analysts and research partners are uh but just over the last couple of weeks, it was recently revised to basically double those levels at 11.2 percent uh, GDP growth for the fourth quarter. So we'll see. This is coming off of the 33.1 uh, percent uh, that we saw in the third quarter, which is uh, the best growth uh, quarter that we've ever seen, but is following the worst decline of growth that we've ever seen in the in the second quarter because of all the shutdowns. So um, we'll see what. What comes out? We're still expecting probably closer to the five or six percent, uh, which is more definitely closer to the consensus that we've seen out there in, in the markets, um, and and a lot of that most likely will be due to um, some some downbeat data that we expect to see here in December that 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 GDP now forecast isn't taking into consideration. But I've seen definitely some better uh, sales numbers from. Uh, consumers recently, um, especially with the the uh, Black Friday and, and uh, Cyber Monday shopping, holiday shopping season that actually outperformed expectations. Uh, and, and while most still were definitely shopping uh, on those, those, but most doing it from from online sources. <laughs> I know that was my house. I didn't. Uh, yep. I didn't leave the house to buy every every single Christmas present. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't think there's been a day uh, over the last few weeks that we haven't seen some type of package coming in <laughs> from UPS, FedEx, or, or uh, the Postal Service. Right. So we're we're definitely doing our part at this household. <laughs> the next thing we look at is uh, earnings for the S and P 500. Uh, those continued those earnings from continuing operations. So we're looking now at the third quarter uh, earnings season. Basically, 95% of companies have reported. There still will be some that kind of trickle through over the next couple months because they don't all line up perfectly with the uh, the typical calendar quarter. Um, but according to the uh, FactSet Earnings Insight, uh, the third quarter earnings declined 6.3% year over year, which doesn't sound too good. But if you consider the consensus expectations going into the third quarter, uh, the earnings was expected to decline about by about 20% uh, versus uh, the 2019 third quarter earnings. So much, much better than, than what consensus expectations were now going into the the fourth quarter earnings uh we the current call is for a decline um of about 10 to 11 percent um and typically what we see is is uh, on average they outperform companies outperform expectations by about three to four percent 
on, on a quarterly basis. And that's mo- most of the reason there is is managers that are setting the expectations for these companies. Uh, a lot of times kind of say, oh, we don't we think we're going to get this this number trying to put a lower number in think and giving them an easier bar to, to overshoot so they're not uh not hurt on on when they when they announce their earnings so that's the typical obviously with uh the third quarter that was a 14 percent uh better number than, than what uh consensus expectations uh we're, we're saying so it'll be interesting to see if we come back to that three or four three to four percent uh uh meeting expectations mark that we're typically seeing or if we do somewhat in the middle of that four to uh, 14 percent so it'll be interesting to see what what earnings come through next next items uh we look at are is is really inflation and, and that has a lot to do uh with with uh the the rates that are being set by the fed um as as well as that go into the valuations of each of these stocks um so to us and what one of our main research partners northern trust uh we we don't think inflation should be a concern uh in in the near near future um october headline core pce um personal consumption uh were both basically flat uh rising 1.2 percent uh 1.4 percent for headlining core uh though october was flat prices have somewhat Affirmed uh, recently, a lot of this is just coming back from uh, all the, the stages, the early stages of the lockdown, uh, but but still under that two percent target that the Fed uh, has. That the Fed has, um, <clears throat> but with lingering economic and labor market slack. Um, we expect uh, this to can keep, really keep consumer prices below target this year and next. Um, and, and that's the same thing we're seeing with the, the recent CPI numbers. It's it's they're they've uh, definitely flat over the last couple of months. Right. And then the final thing on the positive side, and and one of the things that's really kind of led uh, the economy out of uh, the um, the pullback and uh, in, in in COVID there in, in March and April is the housing sector. It really remains uh, one of the, the strongest areas of the economy. Weakened recent in recent months, um, <clears throat> but and the National Association of Home Builders uh, has recently announced pending home sales declined 1.1 percent in October. Uh, but home sales are up an impressive 20.2 percent in the past 12 months. New home sales are actually now up over 40% in the past 12 months as builders really appear to be striving to build smaller, more affordable homes. Um, and as long as inventories remain tight, we think home prices will at least be stable and most likely rising. So continue to see see good things there and, and, and a lot of, uh, again, low inventories, which we think um, a lot of the home builders will take advantage of and continuing to, to fill that those low inventory levels, uh, which which will help GDP growth as as we move forward. Yeah, it feels like a lot of the positives are a result of early on. It, it's like a mindset kind of thing. It, the expectations were so low, right? And then when reality sets in, and you realize it wasn't quite as bad as we thought from a financial standpoint, that it starts to tick back up more more quickly, right? And that's that's what you see in a lot of recessions is is um, 
<clears throat> the citizens and, and companies are more resilient than people expect them to be. And that's that's what we've seen in, in past recessions um, and coming out is the, the expectations are just very low. And, and, and typically uh, th- those expectations are, are outperformed. Gotcha. All right. Well, you've, you've, you've prepped us. We've got the positives in mind. So now take us, take us into the negatives. <laughs> right. So, I mean, we, we still really think uh, kind of the path of, of COVID remains the most important driver of, of economic growth over the next year. Um, COVID-19 pandemic definitely entered its probably most dangerous phase yet. Uh, the true uh, second wave uh, we have daily infections and hospitalizations at record levels and daily mortality, mortality rising. I think, I think we're starting to set new records there as well. Um, local governments definitely have begun to enforce new restrictions, representing a more targeted approach compared to the, the broad lockdowns of April and, and March. While the next few months most likely will be pretty tough through at least February uh, until we, until we cut, get out into the spring, um, <clears throat> what's been positive and what markets have really liked recently is um, the constructive vaccine data has, has really uh, led public health experts to accept ex- expect broad-based herd immunity by at least, at least uh, the summer of, of next year. So continuing to see, uh, I think we saw Monday or Tuesday the first uh, person get uh, the, the Pfizer vaccine over in the U.K., um, and, and we expect over these next several months, there's even a few more uh, types of vaccines that we think will start will roll out in, in probably January, February, maybe March timeframe um, that are just a, a different type of vaccine uh, than these the, the ones from Pfizer and Moderna that are, are starting to be used and gotten some emergency authorization from uh, uh the the firm uh, put things over in Europe and and looking for FDA approval here. I think either by the end of this week or early next week uh, to start getting some vaccines uh, sent out here in the U.S. So definitely definitely bad things we're seeing currently in probably some rough months. These winter months, as people are, are more likely to stay inside, um, but there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel there. The the next thing is the kind of other side of the the, the job market. So I said some good things, um, and actually the most recent initial jobless claims, um, the ones for the week of Thanksgiving, uh, actually. <clears throat> Drop by seasonally adjusted seventy five thousand seven hundred twelve thousand in those uh, seven days, um, but it, it was it, it, that was kind of a, a different um, uh, had, it was an adjustment to the the uh, what we have seen in the past weeks, and actually we just got some numbers uh, uh, just here recently that showed there was another pickup um, in, in jobless claims uh, over the most recent week. So um, it, it'll definitely be interesting to see, especially if there is no more uh, fiscal spending. And we'll talk about the next aid package here in a second. But if there's no more aid package here but by the end of the year, we'll continue, we think we'll continue to see some, um, some not so great numbers in the initial jobless claims in the job market overall until we would we get some more fiscal aid um, in there 
we've just continued we've we kind of seen a bottoming out of these numbers and started to kind of pick back up as as some of the things that were put in place by the cares acts um have started to expire so um and and, and the, the what's not helping obviously is the rise uh in, in virus cases here recently uh there's a lot of areas that have had to shut back down uh, especially in, in, in cities that have uh, uh a lot more workers so We'll we'll see. Uh, We'll see what happens. Uh, But we expect this number to at least flatline, uh, probably not to see it as as good things here in the the jobless claims area uh, for the next few months until we probably get over into the into the spring. But we'll see. Next, uh, like you talk, like I just mentioned, there's still a lot of questions surrounding the next next fiscal aid package. Talks actually recently resumed in Congress uh, as they seek to end a six-month negotiation stalemate amid rising virus cases. A uh, bipartisan endorsed $908 billion proposal was brought brought both sides kind of back to the table. Um, and market volatility, we think, will be elevated kind of surrounding news of these discussions in the coming weeks. We've uh, <clears throat> seen seen a lot this um this week, because the the government is does have a a, a budgetary uh, deadline that needs that the government needs to be funded, so there is a possibility of a government shut shut down. I think they kicked the can down the road already by one week. I think it was actually supposed to uh, shut down tomorrow if if they didn't uh, decide on something. Um, but that was kicked down, I think, down the road at least a week. Uh, it, I think the thinking is that they could possibly have a next fiscal aid package included with that that budgetary deal to keep the the government funded. So, again, well, we've seen even this week some some um, volatility in markets um, because of all all the news kind of surrounding this, and I think that'll that'll probably stay in place until we get some type of deal. Um, and, and most likely, this will be a, a deal to kind of get us into the new year. And there might even be another fiscal aid package uh, uh, one, once we get into January, February timeframe, depending on how things go over these next next few weeks and months. Right. And then finally, the, the kind of the, the last part of the election that we're continuing to monitor um, is is the runoff races uh, there in the Georgia Senate. Um, a change to the kind of expected divided government uh, outcome would probably prompt a market uh, reaction uh, as it would most likely broaden President-elect Biden's ability to enact policy changes, uh, including fiscal aid and tax hikes. Our expectation is it, is that the Democrats win no more than one and, and, and therefore would uh, the Republicans would remain control of the, the Senate and, and divided the divided government outcome would is most likely to happen, but but, but obviously we've we've seen a lot of crazy things over this past election cycle, so uh, we're not we're not holding our breath, that's for sure. So we'll see. Just so, again, something that could definitely cause some market reaction um, over over the next few months. It's twenty twenty. Anything could happen, right? Exactly. Exactly. All right, Sean. Well, why don't uh, you have any f- closing thoughts, uh, <clears throat> conclusions, to, the to takeaways that, that the listeners need to um, be considering as we head into um, the the end of the year? 
Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, overall it's, it's definitely been a, a crazy year, but um, even with the, the kind of the sell off on the final trading day of November, it, it most likely will go down into the record books as one of the best stock months and decades. We saw the S and P 500 climb over 10% uh, in just the month of November. And, and the it comes to the small cap or Russell 2000 indice client have one of its, its best, best months, I think possibly even on, on record. Um, for climbing near 20% for the month. So as de- December begins and these news of vaccines um, and, and breakthroughs there um, is highly positive. The broad economy really, and, and the broad economy really has defied expectations that the absence of that second stimulus package would crush the recovery. It's, it's been surprising. Economies really have been able to weather the pandemic storm, helped there initially by government support, and more recently by consumers and businesses just adapting to the virus threat. Though the, the threat of the virus has definitely not abated, and the next few months could really be the most challenging with, with records being set, like I had mentioned, on, on uh, new cases and, and fatalities, unfortunately. Um, but looking ahead, uh, even with these most difficult months in front of us, we really believe that the, the recovery will continue. And even if markets take a pause or, or we see some volatility, or possibly even have, a, have somewhat of a pullback in the near term, uh, we think this this new business cycle that, that we've been we're in, we think we have are out of recessionary environment into a new uh, what we call early cycle phase of the business cycle, we think that will remain intact. And our, uh, we've made some recent adjustments to portfolios. Kind of once uh, we started to see uh, some better data on the vaccines, uh, we started to to add risk to portfolios. Not not really uh, adding technically equity allocation, but adding to uh, risk by adding to cyclical securities uh, that we kind of expect to outperform. So those the small mid-cap areas and, and more value-oriented areas that um, do better when the economy is growing at a higher rate, when GDP is higher. So that's that's one thing we've done uh, for for our portfolios at a, at a little risk because we think we think this this recovery will will definitely continue. Um, and what we've seen for the fixed income market recently is um, kind of behind the the expected continued recovery. A lot of that has to do with the support the the Federal Reserve has maintained in, in their easy monetary policy stance, and they've they've maintained that. Uh, their recent commentary has continued to 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 look accommodative, um, and we think they'll have will have low rates for for quite some time, most likely two to three years. Uh, the Fed will keep their uh, their depository rate. What what they how they uh, kind of lend to banks at that zero to zero point two five percent what they call the lower bound um, and, and they'll continue to purchase U.S. Treasuries and agency mortgage-backed securities uh, which they're currently doing at a pace of about $120 billion uh, per month and, and we could even see that that increase if, if, if things get worse with the virus but and with that we, we, we think we'll, we'll, we won't see much movement again on rates uh, or, or inflation over the next few months so again we, we, we continue to think this, this recovery will continue and, and the Fed is doing their part to, to, to help the economy. Gotcha. 
Awesome. Awesome. Sean, thank you so much for, for joining me today. I really appreciate the info. Um, and, uh, you know, we're getting close to Christmas, so Merry Christmas and yep, uh, wish well. the best to, to you and yours. I guess we'll get to talk again probably in a couple months. So hopefully by then we will, uh, we'll be talking all positives the whole way and uh, a few negatives. So I'm, I'm looking forward to a better 2021. How about that? Yep. That is definitely the hope. That's for sure. Excellent. Well, thanks again. If, if any of our listeners have a question, want to learn more, what's the best way they can get the support they need? I think the, the best and easiest way is to, to go to mybank.com and, and go to the, the wealth, uh, wealth tab there on mybank.com. And, and uh, <clears throat> there's, there's plenty of ways to, to ask a question or get in contact with people there on the website. Excellent. All right. Thank you, sir. That brings us to the end of our show. You can always find more episodes by visiting mybank.com. Excuse me, mybank.com slash podcast, or find us on your favorite podcast app. And we're on basically all of them. So find us on your favorite one, click subscribe, and, and give us a five star review. That helps other people find helpful content like Sean provided today. You can also leave feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to podcast at mybank.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with more helpful content. But until then, we wish you the best in focusing on what matters most to you. First United, my bank for life. This document is a general communication being provided for informational purposes only. It is educational in nature and not designed to be taken as advice or a recommendation for any specific investment product, strategy, plan, feature, or other purpose in any jurisdiction, nor is it a commitment from First United Bank and Trust or any of its subsidiaries to participate in any of the transactions mentioned herein. Any examples are generic, hypothetical, and for illustration purposes only. This material does not contain sufficient information to support an investment decision and should not be relied upon in evaluating the merits of investing in any securities or products. In addition, users should make independent assessment of the legal, regulatory, credit, and accounting implications and determine together with their own professional advisors if any investment mentioned herein is believed to be suitable to their personal goals. Investors should ensure that they obtain all available relevant information before making any investment. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, or investment techniques and strategies set out are for information purposes only based on certain assumptions and current market conditions and are subject to change without prior notice. All information presented herein is considered to be accurate at the time of production, but no warranty of accuracy is given and no liability in respect of any error or omission is accepted. It should be noted that investment involves risks. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate in accordance with market conditions and taxation agreements, and investors may not get back the full amount invested. Both past performance and yields are not reliable indicators of current and future results.